0: Welcome to the Healthy Insider podcast, where we help supplement and functional food brands create better products. Today's host is Sandy Almondaras, content director. Hi and welcome to a Healthy Insider podcast. I am Sandy and on the phone I have Randy Krienbrick who is the vice president of marketing at the Martin Bauer Group. Hi Randy.
1: Hello, Sandy. It's a pleasure to be here today.
0: I'm really excited to have this podcast with you. We are going to be covering a sustainability report that your company recently released. Randy has more than 30 years' experience in the food sciences industry. He has an educational background in biotech and food science, and he has held positions ranging from food chemists to various sales and marketing positions with food, flavor, and ingredient companies. His current company, the Martin Bauer Group, is a botanical supplier for the tea, food, beverage, dietary supplement, and animal nutrition industries. It recently established 17 sustainable development goals to reach by 2030 designed to eradicate extreme poverty and preserve our ecosystem. And this is all outlined in its recent sustainability report. The Martin Bauer Group, with its acquisition of BI a year ago, sources more than 200 botanicals from over 80 countries through supply chains that employ more than 300,000 people, so it has quite an impact. Um, Randy, why is it important for ingredient suppliers to release things like the sustainability report, and what should finished product brands be looking for in these documents?
1: Two very good questions and one of the most important part of why a company, especially an ingredient manufacturer, should release the sustainability report. We just need to be very, very transparent today. We need to really follow everything we do pretty much from the seed, cultivation, how it's cultivated, how it's harvested, how it's picked, how it's harvested. All the way to making a new ingredient, to finished product, to the consumer. So it's very important that we do it, and it's even more important that we are here tomorrow for our children and our children's children. So without looking at this and how we're going to do this sustainable, we really are going to be risking and actually uh, causing some major issues, not only for our businesses but just for the world health and food, and just the whole scenario is it needs to be all worked out together as one. Otherwise, we will have some issues. So sustainability reports by any company, whether large, small, medium, is really important today because it ties everything together that we're going to be required for us to feed the 9.7 billion people that are being predicted by the year 2050. And I think what the actual brands should be looking for, you know, is this a really reasonable sustainability report? Are they really addressing the issues from climate change to global issues to economic issues to other factors, just to even the human factor to make sure that everything ties in, that we are able to provide a product that is transparent clean and addresses a lot of the human elements and also some of the issues that we're causing with global climate change. This is Duffy Hayes, assistant editor here with a quick interruption to remind you that Supply Side East is coming up June 23rd and 24th in Secaucus, New Jersey. Go to SupplySideEast.com for more information. Now, back to our podcast.
0: If I understand it correctly, there are 17 sustainable development goals to meet by 2030, and that Martin Bauer is looking at six specific ones to tackle first. Um, Could you go through those six goals that uh, you're going to be tackling?
1: Yes, we have identified 17 sustainable developmental goals that we really, they're a unique opportunity for us to get rid of and eradicate poverty and really to preserve our ecosystem. And we've adopted these and they're not just ourselves, but they're with 195 other countries, United Nations, and there are several groups that we belong to, just even some of the local US ones like American Herbal Products Association, Association, Amer- uh, APA, uh, also American Botanical Council. There's just so many pro- different organizations that we belong to in order to meet these goals. And the six that we're really focusing on and that we do have timelines on, and I kind of mentioned some of this in just kind of my beginning and introduction, but the first thing we really would like to do is achieve food security improve nutrition and provide and promote sustainable agriculture you know to help somehow achieve zero hunger in the world and again, and it's how are we going to feed all these individuals as we look forward to even 2050? You know, the 9.75 billion people that we're expecting. I remember just a couple years ago, five years ago, we were talking about only 9 billion. So that number's already increased. So we really need to put together these goals in order to make sure that we do something about it. You know, another one of our uh, developmental goals is a de- decent work and economic growth and provide these sustainable, inclusive, sustainable economic growth for different countries with full productive employment and decent work for all. So we want to address certain things for child labor or slave labor laws. We want to make sure that it's fair, it's equitable, and that it's uh, an environment that causes economical growth but doing it the right way, in a humane way. Uh, another one, our third um, goal is to be responsible with the consumption and how we produce it ensure that it's sustainable consumption and produce patterns that patterns that we can reproduce and not maybe to take away if it's a it's a crop or a source to a very local tribe or indigenous group that if we were to expand upon it, it would take away their main source source of protein. So we're always very conscious of what we're doing. So we're very responsible in the consumption and then also the production of this product. So we're very focused on that. And then the other one is the climate action. We're gonna take urgent actions to combat climate change and all its impacts. So we're going to make sure that if there are issues about a product being grown in a certain area that we identify, are there water issues? Does it cause some other issues where someone's going to be forced the rainforest to grow something else that maybe they shouldn't be? So we really got to look at the action and reaction that that's going to happen with climate. The other one is life on land, and we want to make sure that we're going to protect and restore and promote the sustainable use of our ecosystems, and we want to manage our forests, and we want to combat deforestation wherever possible and reserve and re and actually reverse some of the land degradation and halt, the biodiversity loss that's going on. We just want to make sure that we are doing our part, wherever possible, that we're not going to encourage the growth of a product that would destroy a crop or remove a rainforest. And then the last one, the last developmental goal, is a partnership of these goals. We need to work with other individuals, other companies, our customers, the manufacturers, the growers, governments, organizations, nonprofit groups. We need to make sure that we work as a team so we can obtain a lot of these objectives, and we want to make sure that it's these global partnerships that will ensure that we have this sustainable development for our future. And those are the um, Part of the 17 Sustainable Development Goals that we have chosen to focus on. And those were the six main ones that Martin Bauer is working with.
0: Right. So some of these goals are, are big and lofty. And I agree that we do need to have big goals to tackle the huge climate concerns that we have. But how is Martin Bauer planning on meeting these goals?
1: Yes, and a lot of these goals, um, kind of I mentioned each point how we were going to do it. So we're going to be doing it through other organizations. We're going to be doing it with our partners, our, our work partners, our customers, our manufacturers. We're going to be obtaining these goals with our growers. We're going to sit down there and look at our best practices. How does this make sense so we can obtain these goals? And we're actually going to go ahead and uh, measure that and these goals we have time frames on it so you know a couple of things we want to make sure is that we really calculate our carbon footprint and make sure that we're establishing the standards in a correct and a regularly monitor and make sure this is not uh, talk that we are actually uh, walking the talk, so we 're going to actually measure that we 're going to reduce our greenhouse gases wherever possible in within our facilities where energy consumption is 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 uh, being used so we want to see how we can handle that what What can we do for the carbon offset scheme so we can make sure that we are zero neutral when it comes to these emissions. And we want to develop uh, feasibility studies and with our goal again, to obtain carbon neutrality. And we're trying to get that all put together by 2023. So that's the next three years. And then we want to also calculate our carbon footprints for selected products. So, you know, what is our carbon footprint maybe for some of our green teas or some of our products, our botanical products or our extracts, we want to make sure that we look at them individually, case by case. And we're going to develop a concept for overseeing our climate-relevant emissions in our supply chain. So where our products are coming from, are they also addressing these issues, how their products are being grown? Are they also looking how the employment opportunities are within their countries? We want to make sure that they're following our guidelines and our rules that we have. And then also we want to make sure that um, we analyze the travel patterns of our employees and Kiddersville aids, which we could improve. Actually today we are actually in a travel uh, uh, ban just because of the upcoming concerns with the coronavirus until we can get a good uh, a handle on it. So we, we're, we are very um, reactive and we can do it quickly. So we're very concerned about just how we can travel and what we're doing to do that. So we're just trying to figure out the best way to do that. And how do we reduce maybe even our fleet of our cars, our business trips, even how our products are brought to market or bought to our, our plants and facilities. And we're gonna to continue to ensure that our supply chains remain free of genetically modified plants, wherever possible. We're gonna make sure that the cropland is not created through forest clearance areas. We're not gonna buy from the areas where the rainforest or other trees were cut down just to grow a product. And we're gonna make sure the laws and licensing rules related to the products are, and the wild and wild crafted products are adhered to so that the people aren't taking shortcuts or doing something to destroy wild crafted products, which is a big part of our botanicals. And we'll always address and advise our uh, suppliers to the sustainable modes of production and always ways to conserve and also to preserve biodiversity. And we're going to get advice on choice of the crops, variety of seeds, uh, crop rotation, soil, fertility, fertilizers, and wherever possible, avoiding any non-natural additives, and especially in the areas of pesticides and fertilizers. So that's what our goals are, and they're ongoing, but um, and we're always going to try to measure them and make sure that we uh, put ourselves to the test and follow through on everything we have said.
0: Great. So the report talks about Maba Grown. What is this and how does it help Martin Bauer meet these sustainability goals?
1: Yes, exactly. And of course, the Maba Grown part is just, Martin Bauer is the Maba part. And then Grown, how how are our products grown? And so it's really important that we work and define and we actually have these goals, standards, implemented with our partners, the, the growers. And it really has to be—it has to be a safe, a safe, uh, influential cultivation that we have when we collect these plants. We want to make sure that we're avoiding the risk of the pesticides or heavy minerals or any other kind of contaminants, including certain types of irradiation. We want to make sure that while they're being grown and during harvest or storage and even during transportation, again, that there is not any adulteration or room for contamination because that's very important to that. So that's all part of our MABA grown and our certification of these raw materials that are coming in. So we want to make sure in our procurement that we are building these reliable partnerships in our sourcing with these growers throughout the world in various countries. Uh, So I think because of our foresighted procurement warehouse approach, and of course our very strict standards and quality assurance where we actually are sending out personnel to the fields to work with the farmers and the growers, that we're actually going to be able to obtain the results that we're requiring so that it is sustainable we're going to be able to get the products and invite the botanical ingredients that we're looking for and not do anything to destroy biodiversity or increase climate change or add more greenhouse gases so it's all part of the process and the process it goes all the way from the seed to the harvest to the drying the processing extracting story transporting and even giving it to our customers, the end users. So the the mega grown is a process that pretty much goes from cradle to grave, or from seed to finished product.
0: You've mentioned several partnerships that you're working with to achieve these goals. So why is collaboration so so important as it relates to sustainability?
1: And I I think that without the partnerships, it's it's hard to be an island. No person can do it all alone. So with these partnerships and with these different organization and trade groups that we belong to, it's gonna have a lot larger impact as we grow together. And I think industrial wide and globally we'll be able to take care of this island we live on called Earth. So I think it's really important that we do work together with various trade organizations, governments, Uh, different uh, faculties, different universities, just to make sure, and the growers, of course, folks that are harvesting so that we can obtain uh, our goals. And the energy sector is a big part of how we will become more carbon neutral in the future.
0: Great, well, thank you so much, Randy, for joining me today to talk about sustainability. Our industry has such the opportunity to really impact these climate concerns because of where we are and how we use ingredients from nature. So I really appreciate the work that you're doing and that Martin Bauer is doing, and I appreciate you joining me today.
1: Oh, my pleasure. And always, it's a
0: pleasure to chat with you, Sandy. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to a Healthy Insider podcast, now available on Apple Podcasts or through Google Play. Subscribe now to never miss an episode.